0: Moms, dads, if you have a young daughter at home, you're going to want to listen
1: up. That's because teen periods can be a real pain. And this is Chick to Chick. (music) Gary, it's just a fact of life. It's biology. If you are a girl, at some point, you're going to start to menstruate. And uh, you have three daughters at home. I went through this. You went through this. You know, and I got to be honest with you. I I mean, I really had a hard time with my period um, as a teenager. I had a lot of pain. Um, I I was like certain days I couldn't even get out of bed. Um, There were times when I would throw up. I even passed out from the pain. And what was really upsetting for me at that time in my life is that I was basically told to deal with it. Go home, lay down, get a heating pad and deal with it. And um, it it really had an impact on me. It affected my life as a teenage girl. And I wish that somebody had spoken up, helped me in some way to deal with that. I mean, what was your experience? Well, I kind of had the same
0: experience. And I remember having to leave the SATs because I was so sick that I almost passed out. I would get periods so bad. My mom would joke and yell upstairs. Did you have the baby yet? Cause I swear I was like in Lamaze breathing. I had such bad cramping. And then I would miss a day of school for what? Cause I have my period, like, you know, just ridiculous. And yes, I have daughters. Um, there's five of them total, uh, Four of them have already gone through it. One is just about to, you know, knocking on the door. And they've all had very different experiences. So this is why this podcast is really important. And we just don't talk about it enough. We talk about women's menstruation, health, menopause, all that. But we don't talk about what teens are going through. So I'm really excited to introduce our guest today. We have Dr. Rosemary Rodin, and she is the Director of Adolescent Gender and Sexual Health Services, Penn State Health. Doctor, thank you so much for being with us today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. So we're going to cut to the chase because we're going to talk right about girls getting their periods. And like I was saying, my daughters have had their periods at very different times. But one thing that I am noticing across, you know, the, all of their friends that have had their periods, is it feels like they're getting younger and younger having their period. Is this really happening? Uh, so the re- the answer is kind of yes and no.
2: Um, the literature about who has their periods when it hasn't really changed that much over the course of the past several decades. What we have started to notice is that we're looking at more populations instead of just saying average period starts at this time. Like, well, average period starts at this time for Caucasian people and it's totally different for other populations. So with more data, we can say that it's not that it's happening earlier or later. It's just that we are better at capturing what actually is normal.
1: That's really interesting. So, what causes so much pain for teen girls? Like I, I I had mentioned that I had so much pain, so much cramping that I would throw up and I would even pass out. What causes that pain and what can teenage girls too do about it?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. I get asked that question all the time at work. Um, the old school answer is that it's because younger people are nervous about their periods and they anticipate their periods coming and they're probably a little bit emotionally dysregulated and maybe they have some worry about their fathers and it's really garbage. That's all garbage, that's not true. So the fact is, is that younger bodies produce more molecules called prostaglandins at the time of menstruation and in a couple of days preceding it. And prostaglandins make muscles contract and they also stimulate pain molecule receptors and younger bodies have more pain molecule receptors throughout the pelvis. Hmm. So what that means is that younger bodies make more molecules that hurt, and then they also are more sensitive to them after that. So it just hurts more, biochemically speaking. Oh, wow. What can you do about that, Okay. Yeah, it's a great question. So there's several approaches. One of them is, um, well, why don't we neutralize those prostaglandins? That makes it sound really sci-fi, but all that means is why don't you take some NSAIDs, which is a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug. Um, The most common ones that I prescribe are either ibuprofen or naproxen. Um, And those really actually target the underlying cause of the painful periods. Now that's like I can give you naproxen and you might feel better and there's a really good chance you might not. So the other way to approach it is that younger bodies, part of that pain molecule receptor system and pain molecule system itself is also hormone sensitive. So the addition of hormonal medications to regulate the cycle can be very helpful and frankly is really the standard of care once they're actually making it into my office for making your periods better.
0: So when you talk about that medication, the hormone, are you talking about birth control pill, which, you know, drives me crazy because I know it's a birth control pill, but even Mm -hmm. I took it, I wasn't trying to control having a baby. I was trying to control my period pain. So Mm -hmm. is this what you're referring to?
2: Uh, It's one of several things. So, um, Most of the medications that I prescribe that regulate hormones to make your periods better, incidentally, you can't get pregnant. That's how I think about it. Um, There are a couple that are not labeled as contraception. So like they may or may not help you in the fight against pregnancy. I can't speak to it because I'm certainly not going to tell someone they're protected against pregnancy if it's not actually like 100% true, because that's a terrible idea. But um, birth control pill, patch, ring, um, injectable contraceptives, uh, implantable contraceptives in the arm and intrauterine devices are all excellent choices. The best one depends on what you need and the human you are, not the human you think you're supposed to be.
1: Okay, so as a parent, then, at what point do you say, "Okay, this is so bad, and my daughter is in so much pain that mm. you know you've tried some of these over-the-counter medications and they're not working"? When do you make that? decision to bring your child to the doctor, to bring your child to someone like you to help deal with this level of pain?
2: I think that's a great question. So I see lots of people for all kinds of different problems, but if your kid's period is getting in the way of their life, they should come see me, right? So that can mean your kid has a bleeding disorder and needs a blood transfusion every time they have a period. That can mean their mood is horrible right before their period, and they sometimes need a lot of psychiatric interventions before their period. You should come see me because your period's getting in the way of your life. Uh, you like to swim, you're on the swim team, and you can't swim because your period is in the way of your life, or you're missing school. Really, the most important one is if you're missing school, you should come see me because people who have periods have fought for millennia to participate in public life. And if your period's getting in the way, let me help you.
0: Is there, I love you? the way that you approach that. I love the way that you say that. If it's getting in the way of your life, come yeah. in and, and see me. Yeah. So another question would be uh, the HPV vaccine and other mm. vaccines or other measures that we, you take. Are these gonna affect our kids You know, um, in any way? Yeah, so,
2: well, I mean, the hope is that things like HPV vaccines and uh, medications for periods will help your kid's life in a positive way, right? Where they're just like living happier lives where they don't have to worry about not worry quite as much about a risk of cancer or worry about their period being a nightmare and that doesn't hold them back from like academic success or something like that. Um, I do get a lot of questions about, if you give my kid this birth control or this HPV vaccine, isn't it gonna change her behavior? Is it gonna make her promiscuous? Is it gonna make her do all these things? And the fact of the matter is, is that like one, I'm a pediatrician. So like we study that. Pediatricians are worried about behavior. So we study behaviors with interventions. And the other part of that is, is that I'm just not that cool. Like I'm not (laughs) cool. I'm not that powerful. (laughs) Intervention that I can offer your child that will change them away from the person that you have raised them to
1: be. You brought up, you know, birth control. How young is too young to put your daughter on birth control if the period is disrupting their life and affecting their life?
2: Well, I think. the the point that you make about if a period is disrupting their life is really important because if you're young enough to have a period or old enough to have a period, you're old enough to have that period get in the way. Right. Mm-hmm. So like back to our friends with the bleeding disorders. So at no point should we say like, okay, you've got a bleeding disorder and you're going to be hospitalized once a month for your blood transfusions and get exposed to all these blood transfusions and just say, well, you're too young for something to control your bleeding. Like, we would never say that. So if you can have a period, you can have medicine to make your period better. If you have uh, never had a period, I cannot give you anything for a period that you have not had. Right? right. So, right. Too young is what's called pre which is a person who's never had a period.
0: So I have one uh, last question for those kids who are, are on birth control and they have the option to not have their actual period during that week and they can mm-hmm. skip it. Is that a mm-hmm. good practice? Um, or is that something you would say, don't do that very often? What do you, what's your take oh. on that? So um, what I
2: usually tell my patients, cause I see people who are having problems with their period where they're having them all the time or they're horrible, they don't have them. And that's also a problem for them, right? Um, is if you're not having a period and we don't know why we need to figure out why you're not having a period. If you're not having a period and it's because of a medicine that I gave you to make your period go away, it's fine. Most of these interventions that make periods go away, what they do is they make the body not make a uterine lining. Mm. So like, it's like building up and building up and building up and like, you're just gonna end up with this like watermelon-sized uterus that has to have a giant bleed. It's more like, (laughs) it's not there. It's just not there. So there's no period to have.
1: Well, we loved having you on today. It's fantastic information. And if we can even help one girl, just one young lady, then we've made a difference. Thanks, doctor. You're so
0: welcome.
2: My colleagues are also wonderful and we all do a lot of the same stuff. I'm just
0: very chatty. Thank you. Stay well. You know, I absolutely loved her message. Her message is if this is getting in the way of your life, then go do something about it. I mean, so many times it was, you know, you're afraid to tell your parent or you're afraid to tell even your friends or your coach that you're having a, you know, a bad day. You don't feel well because you have your period. And I, I think it's great that she's taken sort of that, not so much a shame, but just that factor of like, you know, it's not a good thing to talk
1: about it. She's cool. I loved her. Oh, she was great. And I love the fact that she added humor into this conversation about yeah. menstruation <laughs> You know that we actually <laughs> we laughed during period talk. We got a few laughs out of it. And I do like too, that she's not dismissing this, you know, mom and dad, this is real. This is a real thing that your daughters are going through. So don't dismiss it. A great message from this doctor. We loved having you here. We love that you tune in every week and we will be back next week to chirp about another topic.